Yeah. Ooh. Get it. Huh. You said this would be the very last time. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. All right, gang. That is what, um, what uh, my favorite songs right now, actually, is what that is. And uh, sharing it with you boys and girls out there just because why not? Intro time. You guys get to listen to some new music. And I get to introduce you to our guests. On this episode, the dozen episode, the 12th episode of High Drop, we have none other than our first two female guests. And they're both champions. They're both NAPC champions last year, taking basically podiuming in every event and uh, both of them placing first in their respective choice events. So we have Christine Dietrich, as you probably gathered by now by reading the damn title, who took first place in NAPC style last year. For those who don't know, it's a big competition here in North America. It's called the North American Parkour Championships. Held in the youngest of coastal cities, Vancouver. And joining us again, alongside Christine is Sarah Waite, taking first, ple- first place excuse me, in speed last year's competition and second place in skill in her rookie year basically competing. Um, so obviously two very talented ladies. Friends of mine, they're obviously in the Colorado community and it's, really go- it's always good to talk to them and hang out and... Um, Hope you guys enjoy the conversation. We get into like a lot of stuff about competitions, obviously, because um, that's one of their more notable accolades. But also, Christine talks about some of her awesome, you know, her, she has a full-time job as a rocket scientist, essentially. So it was really cool to talk to her about that. And I hope you guys enjoy that part of the conversation. And of course, you know, we talk about some some of the issues with FIG and the complications with that, again, touching on competition. And uh, just, you know, their positions and thoughts on, you know, their whole idea of, of women in parkour and what that means and what it should mean and what it doesn't mean. Um, so great to get some insights um, from these two ladies. And I hope you guys really dig it because I did. It was a really good time. And I definitely want to have them back. Um, to sponsors now, you guys got to get ready for the biggest sale of the year on it. On it, my favorite company for supplements, they are holding a semi-annual sale and they have fatty sales every year. Every time they put on a sale, it's no scrub sale. They put on the best discounts. And um, I'm just warning you guys now because it comes out, when does it start? I think it goes April 30th to May 4th. And so by the time we get back for next week's episode, the sale will have already started and I want you guys to get on top of it because a lot of people are in the know. You guys are in the know now and the product runs out. That's like the, the prices are pretty good on that sale. And if you are looking to try some new products out, or if you want to like try supplements or do anything, like it's the best time to buy because it's the cheapest and uh, it's the best time to just figure that out. That's when I always get it. I always like try to stock up a little bit, especially on the things that last a few months. Um, so check that out. Again, all that's going to be in that description. Check it out. And uh, our other non... Again, these are just two things that I use that I think you guys might benefit from. And they're kind of target sponsors that I think I could go after. 
down the line, I'm just kind of, you know, figuring it out, getting practice here, doing the, the sponsor reads, um, for future, for future preparation. All right. So you got that young acorns app and that is a investor spare chains app. So if you don't invest, you should, and it's a really easy way to start doing that. And uh, again, that link's in the description. It's pretty self-explanatory. Rounds up some credit card purchases. It's a good way to just start getting your life together, getting your future together. Just like I'm practicing for the future with these reads, you guys should be preparing for your future, saving up. And uh, that is my pitch again for sponsors. That's all I need to say about that. Without further ado, bringing you Sarah Waite and Christine Dietrich, which... Again, I am sorry, Christine, for pronouncing your name wrong so many times in the past. Please forgive me. Much love to you guys for listening. Thank you, and enjoy the episode. <laughs> All right. That was Majid Jordan with, um, what was that? <laughs> Give your love away. So Such a smooth jam. And I'm sitting here. With the amazing Christine Dietrich. Is that how you say it? Dietrich? Holy shit, you said my name right. Did I say it right? Am I allowed to curse on this? Yes, okay. you were encouraged to. You're like, how PG do I need to make this? It's only this? taking you like six head drops. Did I say it wrong the whole last like, oh my God, I feel so bad. <laughs> well, no one ever corrects me. It's okay. You guys need to get more involved out there. And we are also joined by Sarah White. Ooh. Did I pronounce your name right? Wait. Like, wait a minute. <laughs> This is like the never-ending story. I can't wait to get married and just be like, here, take that. I'm just going to take a new name. Oh, yeah? You don't like that wait? No. Because no. it sounds like someone's Everybody in the middle goes, of... Everybody goes, Sarah, huh, wait. Yeah, ha, 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 ha. And you're like, oh, you're so funny. You're just so, so funny. It just sounds like someone lost their train of thought <laughs> when they were pronouncing your name. Or they're like, they'll be like, wait, Sarah, wait. You're like, oh my That's god! That's why I changed it up. I was going. white. What? <laughs> Mine's a like a like a Scandinavian pronunciation. What? Like Sounds like a, you're saying white wrong. What? What? <laughs> what? what? It's a. What are you doing? It's like some Norwegian dude. That's why I see it. I'll take it. We'll just go what? Sarah what? Sarah what? What? It's a new name to say my name. Done. Uh, remind me, you guys, of your accolades. Well, actually, I'll look them up and I'll, I'll tell you out. I hate to make you guys brag on the air, but you won some events last year. Both of you? Yeah. I'm like so lost. I'm sorry. <laughs> I should know these things. Weren't you I was there? literally commentating. It was a blur. It was a blur. Which events did you win? I won speed and then placed second in skills. Nice. And NAPC, one of the biggest and most promising competitions in parkour. And then... Oh yeah, that's like with a broken I ankle. We had a, was that the first ever tie in NAPC history? I feel like it had to have been. I have no idea. I think it had to have been. Really they were definitely like, oh, what should we do? They tied, and they're like, you both win. And Vinny was, looked at. I know Vinny looked at Renee and was like, Christine's done. She can't do anything else. Do not make her do one more thing. <laughs> so we just made it a tie. I like when Ryan oh was just God. like, it was doesn't it? look that bad. It's gonna, it'll be okay. And you're like, no, Christine's face is done. Something's actually wrong. It's so not what? just like, ow. Yeah, what happened? What was going on with your leg? Uh, so in warm-ups, I, I definitely, so I, I kind of came to NAPC like wanting to just kind of up, up the game and definitely wanted to throw like my hardest stuff. 
and everything was within was like within my skill range, but I was not as comfortable as I should have been on on one trick. And actually, during warm ups, I missed the mat on the landing on a back full off a wall. Mm. And because I missed the mat, I basically just came down entirely on my right heel. And because you were half on the mat, half off. Yeah, and half someone on, else set it was up. Was that poor didn't mat they? placement, or was that just? Yeah, and that's that's definitely on me. Like I knew I drifted a little bit to the right, and I just didn't really want to bother people and be in the way. Oh, so yeah. I just didn't speak up when I should have. Um, and, yeah, so definitely landed on my heel, and I basically, like, remember hitting and then being, like, on the ground and looking up, and the first thing I saw was actually Nate Weston's face. And he just looked at me just with this, like, he was so disappointed. Oh. <laughs> what? His face was just like, no. Oh, because he could tell you were, yeah. you just got injured. Yeah, he was like, that's bad. And he definitely knew. I thought he was just looking at you like disappointed, just like, <laughs> Didn't God land it. damn it, Christine, land on the mat. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that was probably going through his head too. Um, but yeah, and then I mean, so it's just like, all right, I'm just not even going to worry about, like, just not going to look at this. And um, I know I remember, like, making Jared show me some trick he was working on, and then I just, like, ignored it. And then after we had that ice lacrosse ball thing yeah, too. You're awesome. like, just ice like, lacrosse ball. Ooh. They're like frozen, like basically looking lacrosse ball ice chunks or whatever, and you just like roll it around. Dude, it was and I was like, just I'm gonna hand you That's that. That's a fascia and that temperature drop. Yeah. So then inflammation uh, control. Yeah, Ryan. Uh, Ryan Ford was actually there. He's one of the first people that talked to me after, and he's like. <clears throat> Oh yeah, it's fine. Everyone hits their heel on things. You're like, like, yeah. No, this is bad. And he's like, no, it's fine. It's fine. So was... he probably was just like, yeah, just it's fine. Just keep going. Don't even think about it. Because if you're like, yeah, it's bad. You're like, it makes well, this... it way worse. Yeah. And so well, then I just so like, okay. all right, I'm doing it. I'm doing this. And you just be like, fuck it. I'm I'm too I'm too invested. Yep. It just didn't hurt enough <laughs> for you to want to pull out the competition. Um. No. <laughs> well, you just push past that anyways. <laughs> yeah, I definitely, I'm a very pig-headed person. Um, I'm extremely stubborn, and I had, I definitely had come to that competition to win that competition. Mm. So I was not really about to give it to somebody else. Talking about that heart of a champion. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about that. John Jones gets his arm snapped by Vitor Belfort in the third round. I always bring it back to fighting. I'm sorry, guys. But then he just lets his arm snap, and he's like, I'm still going to win this fight. You're letting your heel get shattered. I'm still yeah, going to so win this comp. I, uh, yeah, I definitely I competed on a super bruised heel. and um, But I definitely had like the goal. I wanted to throw a cast back in my line. And then just really, really wanted to win that comp. And uh, a couple, about a week later, I finally got into the ER and got some x-rays. And turns out I broke a bone in my foot and a bone in my ankle. And oh, my God. In there. <laughs> and so that was... Putting it nicely. Yeah, that's pretty. that's putting it nicely. <laughs> Did you have to get gross. pins or it was something super in it? Gross. It was you didn't have to get surgery on it. Mm-mm. No, definitely or anything like that. Got lucky, dodged a surgery bullet. They were worried about it for a while. They kept me non weight bearing for six weeks. Wow. They were like, Did you tell them that you competed on it after you already heard it? And like, were they like, "Well, that made it this much worse"? <laughs> no, they definitely <laughs> didn't. They didn't even have a number. Oh, okay. But um, looking back, I would have done it all the same. So I definitely have nice. zero regrets. On yeah. What I like I'm still just as pigheaded. Yeah, I feel. I mean, I mean, sometimes you just like don't want to be beaten by any challenge or any situation. 
and like that the situation just becomes a part of the challenge you know you're like all right well now i have to win this on a bum foot and i'm still like up for that yeah and it, i mean it was still it was like a competition all around i think like it was probably the first year i felt like all of the female divisions were actually pretty stacked and i know like colorado came out and represented pretty hard which was really cool yeah i think we took every podium yeah basically yeah that was nuts yeah, because Renee women, skill. And, yeah. like, Colorado, like, girls are definitely representing huge. Um, do you think that's, uh, what What do you attribute that to? We're all fucking stubborn as shit. <laughs> <laughs> that, too. Um, I think it's definitely the Colorado community is pretty much hands down, like, the biggest in, in, uh, in North America, I would say. Mm. And just more people, there's more girls and then... There's also more athletic people, I feel like, in Colorado. It's just, like, a healthier place or, like, whatever you want to call it. But Yeah, Boulder is what, like, basically the fittest state or fittest city in the nation. Or it's, like, at least been accredited that somewhere once. And it's definitely top ten every year, right? And Denver's not far behind in terms of, like, big cities, like, being fit. So it makes sense. Yeah, we're super health enthusiasts. One thing I also think is that we when we go to sea level to compete at these competitions, we have an edge. It's I legitimately true. feel so much better when I'm trained when I'm at comp sometimes or when I don't know if you guys feel the same way absolutely yeah. just like you're like this is what oxygen feels like <laughs> <sighs> I have like horrific endurance and I've always been very bad at endurance and I go do my runs and I'm like oh okay look you can go do that again that's fine it's time when to cycle sea level so yeah if the competition like conditioning comes into play like more and more as like because I, th- I think it will i think as the competitions evolve i don't know if you guys agree but they're going to be putting more and more stress on the athlete just because the competition will be that much more intense Definitely. like it'll it'll be yeah. more and more more and more girls like you're saying competing and then there'll be higher levels of talent and to like to showcase that you're at that level that where you should be winning championships it's going to get hard i mean it's just going to get more and more extreme yeah. um i'm definitely super stoked for like what what comes comes about this year? I think it's gonna be savage. Yeah. I but, think people across the boards are stepping up, but I definitely think the females are stepping up for sure. The game's definitely gonna change here pretty soon. I think, and just like the shit that the girls are throwing down this year, I think that's more like style, but it's just insane. Like, what's the little girl from who like won Air Whip or whatever? Police Bickley. Yeah, Jesus. and then the other little girl, Lilo. Lilo. Yeah, Lilo. She's been killing it for a yeah. long time. Yeah, that's nuts. Like we're starting to see uh, little, very young kids come out of the woodwork and compete. Do you guys have have any? I know there's like been some reservations on like if if people should be getting into competition that early. Or, if you're good enough to compete, who who's to tell you otherwise? True. Um, and if yeah, you work think- hard, like if you're at a high level and you can like keep up with someone who's like 23 or you know older or whatever. Like, why don't you have a right just as much as anyone else? Well, just not not necessarily a right. It's just uh, I think most people are concerned. They're just like trying to look out for the longevity of their practice for them a little bit because as a 13 or 14 or 15 year old, you might not necessarily know when to stop. what you're doing to your body until um, or understand at least completely what you know, I feel like competition can be very hard on the body. Like obviously you, you know, had some injuries and like you worked through them, but as a youngster, you might get caught up in, in the momentum of it and then maybe do something that 
you know, stunts your, your progress or I don't know. I think that's, that's where the concern comes from. I don't think it's necessarily that they don't. But I mean, if you look at skiing or like <coughs> any other high level, like even gymnastics or like whatever, there's young girls in every, like you, whether you're going to get it from parkour, you can get it doing like high level volleyball. Like I know I did club volleyball at like 12 and you know, like you're going to get it no matter where. So if you're good at it, you might as well compete. And I think it's a community issue to like practice and like, have I don't know the idea that you practice safe and like knowing your limits I definitely think like as the sport evolves and coaching and conditioning and all that becomes more prevalent it's it's definitely like right now yeah there's there's super young 12, yeah year old kids going out and throwing it'll probably craziest stuff on concrete yeah and like man I really wouldn't <laughs> want to take that impact that you just took, but you're 12, so it's fine. And then we find out two years later, they their leg just snapped on a <laughs> drop stride. Yeah. So that's that's kind of kind of a problem there. And I think that's going to be on the older community to kind of just teach the younger community. And because like look look at Olympic gymnasts, like they're competing at the highest level before they're 16 years old. Yeah. Yeah. Um, is that necessarily good for them? Probably not. Mm-hmm. But it's also the way it is. That's the way they're... But also with proper, coaching, like, conditioning proper and, like, training. Proper coaching. Properly stunting their growth. Properly <laughs> stunting their growth. I mean, no, I think actually, like, the Olympic stuff, I don't know if it's actually stunting their growth or if it's just selecting for the, the optimal body type or a little bit of both. That, like, why gymnastics, for example, are so short. Both. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't really, like, have an issue with it. I think like what I'd like to see is that the level of competition becomes a little bit more like you, you wouldn't get a 13 or 14 year old person in there because of just the way, like how good everyone else the sport grows. And I don't know that we should be peaking that early as athletes, you know, in our sport, but maybe, maybe that's just the way it is. Like you're saying, maybe that just becomes, um, the highest level. You know, I don't, I don't see it necessarily being that way though. I think like like young sport, like, is it's more it's more male dominated males don't peak that early there's a whole there's a whole game changer you can see it in any of the kids that come up they basically come into their man strength (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's so much stronger like i look at like jared nahulu who's already a beast and really hasn't actually even come into that strength of being like hot-blooded male (laughs) Straight up. Oh, yeah. And like the Modus, I mean, the Modus kids that did performed really well at last year's NAPC, for example, um, they still haven't hit their man strength, as you would put it, which I like. <laughs> yeah, they haven't hit their man strength and they're winning. Yeah. So yes. imagine when they hit their it's man just strength. Gonna get crazier. Again, that's what I think. Like, you'll see the, the, the young teens probably get pushed out of the competition. Like, we're in this, maybe this era right now where things are a little bit washy because you can, you can get to expert levels of skills being really young, but then eventually you'll have those skills and you'll have to need the man strength to really compete at the highest level or the woman's strength. When these like young girls or whatever, like they're really good now. And like the community is in the women's community is evolving so much right now. Like I think by the time they're like Christine and I's age, Jesus Shay, um, they're going to be not only doing crazy shit, but even crazier shit than we ever were. So then like they're young teens, like, you know, in relation to them are going to have to wait to get to like full maturity, if that makes any sense. So I think it'll like end up balancing out. We might have like a time where we have like more teen girls maybe, but I think it'll like equal out. Yeah. 
For sure, that's what I'm saying. I'm thinking the. It's an interesting time because, like, you you debuted. That was your first uh, year competing, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and you're winning competition, so obviously, yeah. like, we're not at that stage. At least, you know, I think with the free running and the or the style, rather the style event, like, there's probably a little bit higher, like, more. There's more pedigree to that that line of competition for the women's divisions, but now we're starting to like get more and more pedigree again in the the other events. Not trying to take anything away from you, but obviously, no, like I if mean, you can win it your first year, um, that was there's yeah, also that like was some, an interesting. Talk. But you've also been training as long as almost any of those no, those other athletes. That's I like know. the thing. Like I've been in the community for a really long time, but my I had like a really bad shoulder injury that they like couldn't quite figure out, and like went through like a two year period of like basically doctors being like it's psychosomatic, like you're not like nothing's there and like ended up having this super intense MRI and then they were like oh shit something actually is there and then it was like a waiting game to have surgery things like that so like I've been around and I've definitely trained casually like and played I would call it more playing than anything else but mm-hmm. like when I went to Boston that was the first time I had really started training like and actually like consistently going to the gym like I worked at Apex that was like the thing and like all of our friends were there so that's just, I was more around more than like, I would say training. Well, what do know. you think um, was the secret to your success then? If there was one. She's fast as fuck. Just fast as fuck. Yeah. That was like, like a naturally really, inherently fast. Like you have a I propensity mean, towards. I think if I'm working at it, my endurance is really good. And I think naturally and just like quicker. And I think honestly too, I'm like not afraid to fall. Like, mm. I just am willing to, you know. You got that ragdoll gene, as I like to call it. I guess. I got it, too. That's how I know what it, I can, I <laughs> notice it when I see it. I'm like, she ain't afraid to hook the old meat sack around a little bit and see what happens. But yeah. It'll and get you into trouble. Got me into trouble a few years. But it'll also win you some comps once in a while. <laughs> yeah. That was an interesting <clears throat> comp for me. I don't know. I don't in what way? So I had a double ear infection. And then... um I didn't, I was so sick. Like everybody was just like, oh, what, you're fine? I'm like, no, I was super sick. I did not feel good at all. Yikes. And then I didn't want to do skills. I think skills really threw me off. It was like more of, so when I was in Boston, I could just went to go compete for speed and just wanted to qualify. But then Rez and Tom were like, hey, there's a couple of girls here. If you guys all compete, we'll do a skills division. But all of you have to compete and try. Mm-hmm. So it was like, you're then thinking about like everyone you're going to like be fucking over that wants to be doing this so bad if you don't just like, you know, step up and try. So you step up and try. And then I won by accident. And then I was like, well, fuck, now I have to do this. And when you got like when I got to NAPC, I wasn't feeling well. And I. But you didn't win by accident. You tried. You just said you tried. I tried. Yeah. <laughs> like, but the thing was. And like you didn't want to win though. Different. You were freaking like, out. Like you're like, oh, now a new thing on my plate that like you. Well, weren't it's just like I didn't feel prepared. Like I went to Boston. That was the first time I had done parkour since my surgery. Like I needed to like get my arm in a stable place. So like I hadn't been really training. And three months later is NAPC, and I went there and I didn't want to compete in that. But if you back out, then like there's like girls are sketchy and like say they're gonna do things and like compete and show up and then like don't. So then I'm like, I'm going to be that girl. And I didn't want to do that to everyone who would like, it makes it also just. Sorry, go ahead. Keep going. It just like makes it where it doesn't look as real. Yeah. And it doesn't look as reliable. Like if you only have like three girls 
competing, then you're like, oh, or whatever, or like a handful. So it looks better the more girls you have. Well, yeah, yeah, you're you're partly stepping out on a limb to help grow the division. Yeah, and that's part of like what your participation means. It's not necessarily just oh, let's all try to win. It's like, let's actually start to build something so that there's more for, for next year. Yeah, and I think it was like a good experience, but I think the nice thing about speed, like I hate cameras being in my face. It like sketches me out and things go wrong. Christine knows. We were training the other day and I ate it. Um, but yeah, so it like skills, like you're way more, it's way more in your face. We could hear you talking about us. And then like, there, it's like the first time competing, Sorry. there's like a crowd. And <laughs> That's I'm just, my like, job. I, I was supposed to be doing but it, I'm just, just like, so you know. Up there and I was like, there's a lot of people, there's a camera in my face. And I was just like super stressed out of feeling really sick. And then like, didn't feel prepared. Mm. Like one of the challenges was like catbacks and I never done that. So I was like putting my body up there and like trying to figure out, I was like, can I just huck this? Like, do I know how to like maybe get over there? And Vinny's like coaching me like, as we're doing these things and he's like, yeah, it's just basically like pull up and jump and like, or do this stuff. And I was just like, fuck, like I don't want to be doing this right now. And it's just like a lot of pressure. So like for me, by the time I got done with skills, I was so adrenaline out and just like cracked out and stressed that like, I felt like for speed, it like really fucked me over. Like I wasn't able to get into the space that I normally can. And like, I didn't perform the way I wanted to. Damn. Well, it was still a championship <laughs> level performance. So, uh, I, yeah, I'm like, you know, I think that the pressure like you're talking about is one of the most interesting aspects of competition because really, even like you're saying, like, I mean, despite how you much might have felt about it, you were able to perform under the lights, as, as they say. Yeah. And in one way or another, like you won competitions. So whether or not like you would give yourself that credit, I would give you like the just the encouragement to know that like the fact that you were able to perform at all, you know, is different than, than some people who really wouldn't even put themselves there or go through that or be able to listen to Vinny helping them coach. They'd just be lost in the moment. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it is a very different setting when you're competing. And do you feel like it's something you're excited to do this year or? Yeah. So a bunch of us just got, I guess, well, I'm going to say it anyway. Like a bunch of us <laughs> breaking news are, <laughs> like pre-qualified for the international and for NAPC. Um, so I was supposed to do skills and speed, but I actually just told Rez that I just want to do speed um, and just focus on that. So I think that's good. And uh, I'm excited for that. And I think like taking out the element of having to do skills just like makes everything like way better for me at least. Are you looking at the photo where I'm like just, overly excited for Christine and everybody looks like super cute and my mouth's just wide open. I'm like, I love you. You did it. Is it that photo? <laughs> no, no, it's just it's you that. and uh, Ketchup, Kasha uh, and Renee. Renee on the podium oh. for skills. <laughs> I think the skills. Was that skills? There is a photo of you. Stop showing me shit, Hefe. <laughs> He's like sliding his phone over. He's like, check this out. I just think Remember it's really that? funny that um, all the Coloradans went to NAPC and took speed and then when the international happened the like, Canadians oh that is interesting That's well that was, was the year before that was two years before that was two years before yeah. in the 2016 yeah the Canadian girls swept our podium yeah I actually made I made that joke when, when it happened I was like oh man I guess that was that was payback for Canada taking our girls podium <laughs> yeah interesting we had a bit of a rivalry going <laughs> bit of a oh boot a, oh fuck I can't do Canadian <laughs> but we're coming up there. We'll see what happens. So yeah, sorry. 
I, uh, I'm wondering, like, you're excited for this year? And, yeah, like, I'm excited for speed. Just I doing think speed. It takes off the pressure for skills. Like, I like doing skills and I like training those things, but I just don't find passion in everybody watching me do that. You do you know? think that if uh, skills happened after speed, you would do it? Yeah, I'd be way more down. Mm. I don't want to be fatigued and I don't want to be stressed out. Like, I want to be able to do my very best in the thing that I actually feel passion for, I guess, like within that. And I don't know. I think it'll, it's just also like more prepared. I think it'll just be Yeah, better. it's definitely smart. You don't have to spread yourself as thin if you're like, again, if you're after that, that podium spot And it was like sure. a wonderful experience. Like, I don't want to say like it wasn't a great experience, but... You know, you learn to like, I think there's a difference between like what you like to train and like maybe do in your like normal day to day versus like competing. Like, I just don't want to do those kinds of things like in competition, at least right now, like it might change, but. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then you're obviously going to be competing in style this Ooh. year. Yeah, you guys both going style. to both events, international That's and the plan. you're both pre-qualified because <laughs> you both podium for, for all those things. And, uh. What's the the buildup? Is there buildup to that? You know, when you're preparing for these competitions, do you have, do you, do you think about it this far in advance even? Uh, so I didn't, <laughs> but that's, <laughs> I hyperanalyzed just about every part of my life. <laughs> um, so I've I've definitely been been lifting, been training, been trying to get um, just make some gains across across basically all this all the stuff I'm weakest at, which is like. My pulling strength is pretty terrible, so I've been trying to work on that. Um, that broken shoulder life. Broken shoulder life. Um, <laughs> and trying to just basically up my consistency in all my flips and connections and get that, that flow state going. Christine's in beast <laughs> mode. She's coming for blood. Yeah. It's, we'll see. <laughs> Whatever. Do you have uh, a mode of, of competition that, like, you're, you said the flow state, but also do you... Like, how do you prepare for day of? Uh, or do you know Do you know when you're going to be giving a good performance or do you, like, just kind of have to wing it? So definitely, what actually, one thing that I did really like that they did this year's, at this year's NAPC is we actually had multiple days to, you know, yeah. to get, get what we were doing figured out, which was super awesome because I definitely have been been to competitions where it was all right, here's your run. You have 10 minutes. Get up and go. Yeah. Mm. Like, oh, Jesus. Because <laughs> li line building is another thing that I've had to, or I'm trying to do a lot more focusing on because I'm quite honestly not very good at it. Um, and so You guys are so hard days. on yourselves. Hmm? You're so yeah. hard on yourselves. Both of you guys are like, we sucked. Last year was <laughs> terrible. God, but that's probably why you're doing well at the same time. Hope so. Otherwise, I'm just a very negative. <laughs> Out <person>. here. <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys like the format for everything? You like the, the you had the ability to go over your runs and stuff in yeah, advance. I, I definitely really liked it. Um, it obviously it obviously bit me in the foot. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but, um, but in general, I do really like that because I basically could spend spend two days going. Okay, this is my run. Okay, well that didn't really work. This isn't really working. How am I going to change this transition? But you hurt your foot the day of. It was like day right of. before. It was like. It was like within. Yeah. Hour. So at least it wasn't like the day before we were like, oh, I'm practicing these things. I broke my foot. And then you're like, okay, tomorrow I'm going to go jump on this. You're like, no. Nope. There was definitely no, no walking that was really happening the next day. 
<laughs> and then you waited to go to the ER. I just want that to be said. You didn't just go. Even when you went home, wasn't there like a little so bit of a I waiting period? I to LA for work. So I was, yeah. in, yeah. I was in California for work. And How hard like, is oh. it to be like, okay, I'm going to spend the evening at the ER. We're just going to look that. at my foot. I did that, though. I just Eventually. Was, I did go in California. <laughs> Eventually. I was going to wait until I got back to Denver, and I was like, okay, this is stupid. It's actually Ben Graham um, from Calgary. Oh. He also busted his heel. And he posted a thing on Snapchat that was like, Turns out I broke my foot, and I was like, shoot, my foot looks worse than yours. Oh, no. (laughs) You also bruised really bad, too, but that looked savage. Your foot was just black. It's just like death. You're like, yep, something's fucked up. And like Ryan's like patting you. He's like, yeah, it's fine. You're like, oh. We all like looked at each other. And I remember looking at Kasha and Kasha just fucking shook her head at me. And she's like, don't fucking say shit. I was like, nope, it's fine. We're going to walk away now. Well, I think that's one of the most. I mean, you just mentioned that. Sorry to to hit this direction, maybe. But the fact that you have you just came from work in California. You went to compete this competition one fucked your foot up and then you go back to work like i think that's one of the most amazing things that maybe a lot of people wouldn't know about you is that you hold down a very like um, adult and uh important and full-time job Woo-woo. working for sierra nevada corp touching spaceships and shit <laughs> can you just like describe a little bit about that like what's it like having to maintain because a lot of the athletes you're competing with more or less they don't have the same um workload and as far as I can tell, like they, they might be more able to, to devote time or at least have more random training and conditioning time than, than someone that has a full-time job. Yeah, so, I mean, you're, you're exactly right. I do work full-time, um, and I, my job is pretty intense pretty much always. Um, so that, that whole year leading up, we'd actually been, we'd been on travel. We were doing flight testing. I work on an... Um, basically work on a space plane, so it's going to be a cargo transport between Earth and Space Station. Um, we're contracted by NASA. To, no big deal. Space plane? So we're doing all of our testing out in California, and so I had actually I'd been essentially deployed out there for the better part of last year, mm. and we were working 12 hours a day, six days a week, and so that was, mm. it was pretty intense. Um, so in general, I... Lift in the morning before I go to work, and I try to train every night when I get done with work, and that's pretty much my life. That 5 a.m. Colorado Jesus Athletic Club Christ. workout training sessions. Yeah, that, that 5 a.m. lifting. <laughs> my God, but I mean, it's inspiring to see like that you can do both of those things. Like, what? What? Can you tell me more about the space plan? Just because I'm very curious. Do I get to ride the space plan eventually? So, is it? Is it? Is it going to be? How much money do you civilian have? Civilian friendly, or is it only for uh, astronauts and government officials and um, smart so, people like you? So as of right now, the the only thing keeping the lights on is that contract we've got with NASA. However, we are actually talking with with people. Mm. Um, with we have gentlemen's agreements across the boards with lots of other agencies and things like that. Um, so eventually there's there's potential it becomes a manned craft right now. It's fully autonomous, so no people on board. Computers mm-hmm. in charge of everything. Um, but if it... I mean, if what are you transporting then? Cargo. What so, kind of cargo? Is it, it, it's it's done... It's done. <laughs> Have you had like flights, like test flights at all yet? Or is there um, simulations? So like what is it? Where What stage are you guys at? Have you not seen her Instagram with the like plane whooshing up uh, i mean 
I don't got time for Instagram. By the way, Instagram sucks right now. <laughs> I don't know if you guys noticed, but like the amount of times that you get sponsored ads now from like random ass people in your feed, A it's it's dying quickly. That's all I can say about Instagram. But sorry. Um. So we've done all of our atmospheric testing on. We basically built a to scale test article, and we flew that um, on an atmospheric drop test, which was essentially we took this unpowered, super expensive glider looking thing. Mm-hmm. Um, basically looks like a miniature space shuttle, which is pretty cool. Uh, we carted it up to 12,500 feet and dropped it from a helicopter and had it <laughs> auto land on a runway. How oh, much does this cost you? You're like, I'm just going to throw a couple million dollars out the fucking window. You're like, hope you land well. Yeah, we'll go with a million. Or two. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> um, it's, it's definitely, it's definitely uh, up there in the, in the millions. Um, and it's just gliding. It's just just gliding. wait for they wait till they have to pay for the Landing. jet fuel. That's so like one of the most. So what happens when it goes sp- wrong? Or the rocket fuel. And it just so. like. Uh, so what happens when it goes wrong? It's a very very bad day. Um. <laughs> nice. We're looking at the photo now. I appreciate it. I take it all back. I take it all back. Hefe <laughs> slid, slid me a photo of the fucking this glider. It's looking dope. What is it called again? So it's called Dream Chaser. Dream Chaser. Copyright. By the way, guys, don't, don't good even job, try. NASA, man! Like making inspirational names for things. They're like, "Oh my, oh, my job's overworking nice. me. I'm doing all these things." You're like, "But it's the dream chaser. Chase <laughs> your dreams." That's the marketing department, baby. <laughs> oh yeah, the, the marketing um, folks. But yeah, so that was it's definitely like the coolest thing. I love talking about my job because let's be honest, on its worst days, <laughs> still building a space plane. Like how many people can say that? That's super, super sweet. Cool. Absolutely. Um, so what's the next stage then? Like you guys, so when do you get space? to? Right on. So next stage. So basically, it's going. We're currently in the design, uh, design and build phase for the vehicle that will go to the space station and come back. And the glider is just like the that's attached to it. That'll go up with it, and that'll help. That'll be how it lands. Or that's yeah. like part of it. That's like going to be built into the design. Yeah. So it's basically going to be be that space plane. This time, it's actually going to be have a propulsion system and be oh, powered. Okay. We just didn't need a propulsion system. Yeah. For the for the landing, you did the the descent. Yeah. That descent, hashtag descent, <laughs> fucking test <laughs> successfully. Um, yeah, so it's going to be that vehicle as well as module on the back that's going to carry more cargo. Mm. Um, we'll basically go up to station, rendezvous. We have the ability to take up like 5,500 kilograms of cargo is going to be the plan. And then we'll be able to use the module on the back as basically like a space trash can. <laughs> um, so they can fill that up with garbage and it'll just burn up. So that'll be, that's basically disposal for our space station. Wait oh, nice. As it re-enters? As it re-enters, that part will burn up, and then the rest of the vehicle will come back and can land on a runway. So you can what? Wait, where are you getting this garbage from? From the, the station. Space station. What, are oh, they, what okay. kind of the garbage do they the get? the space station. They have, like, all their waste, like, literally? Literally. Their shit. Burning yeah. shit not They don't just spit it out into the atmosphere. <laughs> they let it burn up. Yep. I can't fertilizer. remember what country it is, but recently I, like, read this article on how, like, somewhere in Europe but they're burning like a large portion of their trash like maybe 80, like 80% and it's like all their like electricity like all this stuff is coming from that and they're actually like taking other people's trash to like power their cities and things like that Dang, that's there's so much of our trash that we just like and most of our trash just ends up in a landfill like you know polluting the earth but <clears throat> well I don't know about but yeah I, it's super cool you can do a that lot is super with cool. burning trash I wonder trash. like what burning trash does in terms of pollution as well but the way they were like talking about that like do you create more greenhouse gases or like whatever from burning it but they actually like the process they have in oh my god <laughs> yeah Sorry, the Ugh, we're getting more slides oh my god we got a sweet we and got I just want to say you uh, waited you did wait though 
Because didn't Jared go to the ER in Canada? Couldn't you have had like an ER buddy? No one drew on your foot with a Sharpie? Nope. That's <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. It looks like someone took a purple Sharpie and just like You'll have to colored post that. her foot. That's how jacked it is. We got a sweet boomerang. <laughs> <laughs> Savage. But it's fine. When does that happen? When does the launch happen? Is there, is there a deadline or a date? Uh, we're slated for 2020. Mm. Um, so good that, year. Hopefully. <laughs> yeah. We'll, get, we'll have good vision and uh, yeah. it's a terrible joke. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. <laughs> hey, it wasn't so bad. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's that's my full-time job. Definitely makes... I definitely get... I'm pretty jealous of people that are training whenever they want at mm. any time and... It's cool because the Colorado community is like always out in training, but I do definitely get bummed out and it's like, oh, we're meeting at this place at 12 o'clock. 12 o'clock. And I'm like, okay, cool. I'm not going, mm. which is always kind of a bummer. And then this bullshit that's been happening where it's snowing every weekend is <laughs> making me <really> <laughs> frustrated. <laughs> Guess you get that gym training in only. That's annoying. Yeah, it's all good though. I love my job and my life's pretty cool. So. And you just traveled. I did. With a boy. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh, girl. Excuse us. We have to take a trip to the PK Gossip Corner. <laughs> What's happening with, and you can feel free to, to no comment, plead the fifth if you need to. Or don't. But, uh, or don't, whatever. <laughs> Obviously, there's going to be people that want to listen, though. Um, myself included. You just got super red. Max and Henry. <laughs> we, have a, we have a height drop romance potentially Ooh. happening here. Max Henry, another former veteran of the podcast, and you have a uh, have been going on <laughs> dates or something. I don't know. I don't know what I'm saying right now. I'm gonna shut well, up and let you talk. We're very much together. Couple um, bubble. <laughs> Facebook official as of like. Oh my ago. god, oh. that FBO. Yeah, no, he's absolute sweetheart. Absolutely, he really Definitely. is. You just get really nervous and get really red and blink a lot. It's <laughs> so much fun to watch. You're just like calculated. We're just going to say these things, talk slowly, right, well, think about let's talk about, about what, you're, what you're doing then, huh? We got another high no. drop veteran. All right? That's what I thought, right? <laughs> so just shut up. Yeah, you're one, on to point fingers. You're, one to point fing- you're one to point fingers. All right. We don't have to go into our personal <laughs> lives on that and that. But, um, he's, he's great and definitely been, been dating for a month or so, a little over a month now, and <clears throat> definitely couldn't be happier. Hmm. That's, That's awesome. So nice. That's so great to hear. We got another. I don't want to put pressure on you guys. I'm sorry, <laughs> but I'm just like hashtag PK Power Couple. Hashtag. Yes, exactly. <laughs> you should have a podcast with both of them on it. Ooh. Maybe one day. Maybe one We're day very soon. Here, power, let me. Parkour Couple <laughs> podcast. It's it's uh it's also it's always amazing to see like people like in the community that really get along and get together and like actually have that kind of connection. Though I think like. All, all jokes aside and like nothing necessarily on you in particular, but it's just, it's nice to see. Like I've met a couple of different couples in the community that I'm just like, how awesome is that? That like literally they got everything they needed in life, you know, right here. And, uh, it's so special. So, yeah. Well, thank you. And you're super cute. You just look good together. So, you know, <laughs> killing it, killing the game. So, um, Back to spaceships. We're talking about 2040. We're talking about that that little mini Maxes. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> little mini Maxes and Christines slaying the uh, the next competitions. Max doesn't really compete, but which is really annoying 
Because he just gives no shits <laughs> about competition, I feel like. But he... He's been at the last he's two done a PCs, few, but he always he? like he's always super smart about it. He's usually like, eh, whatever. I'm not gonna like. He's got an injury. He's like, I'll just not really try that hard. I'm just gonna focus on my own training. Yeah, but I feel like if he really went for it, he could do demolish insanely well. But uh, I don't think it's just really what he wants. So good yeah. for him. I mean, we'll see what's going on with this year. We'll just get, like <laughs> things could change. Put Christine next to him and be like, yeah, way. you could do this. Um, <laughs> so he was. Basically, we're just training in Hub. Um, we pretty much been there for about 10 minutes. Um, so both of us went to Hub Level 8. <laughs> oh, my God. We just looked into each other's eyes and fell in love. Um, I was actually hanging out with my cousin because she okay. came to visit and I hadn't, I hadn't seen her in forever. So I was, like, talking to her about parkour and, like, kind of showing her and her daughter the gym. And Max was just off doing his thing training. And uh, all of a sudden he walks back over to me kind of looking real sheepish. Oh, no. And he's like, so, I just whacked my hand on this wall. Um, I'm going to go to the hospital. Oh. And so, we, we did that. Basically, he was going for like a five-foot jump, and he was going to plyo out of it, and was just, there was a low wall next to him. Oh, crap. One of those. didn't really, like, think about it, and definitely just, like, whacked his hand on the back of the wall <sighs> on the corner, and broke, broke the bone under his ring finger in his right hand. And, uh... How do you fix that? Just splint it? It's, yeah, we got it casted. He did. Just your ring finger? Like, how does no, that work? It's, uh, it's a bone in his hand, so we got it oh. like, it's like, full for him. But damn. Yeah, um, it's definitely funny, because, I mean, we've all done it. We've all, like, whacked our hand on a wall or something. You usually just, like, stun your fingers or whatever, yeah. and he just must have hit the exact right spot. Well, and he's got damn. those gorilla arms. He's swinging them hard <laughs> when he's going through a plyo. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He was, There's a lot of momentum behind that. Yeah, damn. So he, I mean, he's in good spirits about it, because... What else are you going to do? Yeah, the next day he's like doing one arm lashes. I'm like, all right, well, Max is clearly fine. <laughs> clearly fine. Um, yeah, what a dummy. What a silly boy. All right, shout out to you, big boy. <laughs> we miss you. Um, hopefully we see him more and more in Colorado these days. But uh, yeah, I hope so. <laughs> Christine's like, yeah. Bring him here. Bring him back. <laughs> um, do you guys have any – I, I want to bring it back to the competition just to wrap that up a little bit. Do you have any like – ideas or thoughts or complaints or like just where do you see it going do you you know where do you see your career going and then like in parkour within the, sport, within the, within the parkour competition <laughs> in parkour. Um, so i know my my big goal for this year was actually to compete at red bull um so that was basically mm. what i'd been kind of basing all of when i was what i was lifting all my training around and uh lo and behold they pulled the rug out right from under pretty much all of us and Thank you, Red Bull. So Red Bull is not a thing this year, which I don't know if you guys have talked about. On we have not actually. No, um, I, mean, I don't know anything. They're about taking it, a hiatus. They're trying to like revamp their comp format and like I think add more than just skill. Or no, sorry, uh, style. Too many S's. Oh, they want to. They want to. That's what I heard is that they're like adding in more than just style. And so they're taking time out to to figure that all out. To market better, create cooler things. What are you guys' thoughts on that, I guess, then, in that news? I mean, I, I was definitely... Sarah's actually the one who told me. I, was, I know, I was I just like, oh, found um, this on the Facebook feed. I'm going to just send that over and be like, hey, have you, have you seen this? Uh, yeah, so yeah. basically just had to kind of... Definitely that caught me like oh, a little guard. off guard, being like, oh, okay, now what am I going to do? Um, so but NAPC is just going to be... Back to NAPC, which is pretty cool, because it was never not going to be something I was going to do. Mm-hmm. 
but it wasn't like that wasn't what I was trying to peak for. Mm. Um, I was trying to peak for Red Bull. Yeah. Um, and now you get to like bring it all into one to, event and st- not spread yourself any thinner. Yeah. Go to Airwhip, maybe. rockets and everything sure. else. Do something like that. Maybe go to Airwhip. Um, I got into Airwhip last year. Yeah. And I couldn't compete because I was broken. Um, and you had job job. Also my job. Mm. They were really not stoked on me going to NAPC. So <laughs> going to Airwhip was also probably. <laughs> I actually got told like two days before my flight to Vancouver. They're like, yeah, you can't go. You're like, uh, oh, watch and me. I was like, well, I'm going. So, <laughs> you just um, did a quick dip in, right? And then you yeah. like dipped out really fast. Yeah, I was there like just for the comp, and then they just didn't want you to go because like pressing deadlines yeah, we were, and stuff at we the. We were doing testing that whole weekend, uh, and um, yeah. But you told them months in advance. You were like, so this is the comp. I'm going at this time. See you later. And yeah. then they were like, just and kidding. Like, yeah, fine. And then, You're like, who couldn't schedule that? Like, I get it. It's a spaceship, <laughs> but like. Yeah, can schedule no. that like next weekend but it ended up being fine um yeah i guess that's that's kind of what i what i see for for me i'm i'm gonna try to are you excited about the the, the just the the stage how it's like expanding now we got i guess red bull's trying to get in the mix we have obviously napc and international collaborating now so apex and origins are coming together i think a lot of and a lot of not a lot of it but some of it's in response to obviously the fig situation and the people that are, you know, wanting to be against in, in opposition to that, it's, it's nice to see that they're really doing something to create like a different, like a new level of coordination and cooperation across the community where, all right, we're coming together. Now we have like a more fleshed out network of, of competition this year, it seems like. And that's really, I think, I mean, again, if you, if you're on this, anti-fig campaign like it's important to have that it's important to yeah to have something that that spits in the face of it a little bit and like we're gonna it it looks like it's gonna have a pretty stacked roster a lot of participation and it's again it's organization within the community across like two different um big big influences especially in the world of competition with apex and origin so yeah i'm i'm super excited actually for what um what spl is putting together this year I think I think a lot of people are gonna come out for it. They've they've started doing um, they started doing membership. You have to be like part yep. of SPL, and I'm super stoked for that. I think mm. even if you're not planning on competing, go spend two burritos and get a get a membership, membership to it anyway because that can do nothing but good for this whole fight against the fig. Um, that good is, point. I and mean, that's my that's my plug towards that. You have twenty dollars if you're in the United States of America. You have twenty dollars if you're if you're in any first world country. You cannot tell me you do not have twenty dollars to put towards something. Put down the H and M sweatshirt <laughs> and tight jeans or whatever, and get yourself that SPL. If you legitimately don't have the money, find no harm done. Mm-hmm. But you probably but find the money. Just find, find the it. money to get a membership for that because that helping them helping them fight against the fig and helping SPL put together the events they're putting together. And it just looks better on parkour. It looks like a united force and it looks like we have our shit together a little bit more. Exactly. Like it's, it's literally the best thing you can be doing. Yeah. Because again, ultimately you can't, you can't knock someone for competing in a fig competition. If there's nothing, there's no alternative that's grassroots, but this is a grassroots alternative and they're doing everything they can. So, um, yeah, I couldn't agree more. Like, I think like I'd way rather see SPL succeed and that become the the pinnacle of our our sport or like at the pinnacle of our the competition, um, than than something in the Olympics. Just because 
yeah, don't care about the Olympics. They're piece of shit. <laughs> they just take advantage of all the athletes. I mean, that's how I've always kind of like the more I've le- learned about it. That's how I see the IOC is just they capitalize on young talent and that's their whole mission. So I don't, I don't necessarily knock athletes that, that would compete in it. Cause you know, ultimately they are providing some opportunities for those people, but I'd way rather it be, yeah, I'm you so, know, I'd be stoked that built and owned by all level, of us. There's the highest level of competition that isn't the Olympics. Um, yeah. it's kind of, kind of like how basketball, nobody cares who won basketball in the Olympics. It's yeah. who won the NBA. Like, yeah. And we can make it, we can make it that way. We can make our community that way. And, uh, there's there's a lot of sports like that like rock climbing is about to be in the olympics but yeah no one cares competing at the highest level in the olympics in rock climbing aren't the alex honnolds aren't the margos mm. like aren't the people that are necessarily breaking boundaries in climbing but they are climbing in this gym setting that is it's still fun to watch it's still exciting it's still a thing that's good for the climbing community as a whole but it isn't yeah. necessarily the highest level of climbers absolutely do you guys have any um would you would you ever compete in one of those competitions, Olympic competitions, have the, if the spot was offered, or are you? Do you think that it's possible to have both, or what's one or the other, or we have to like? I think there's a lot of factors that go into that. You know, like you like, can't. Wouldn't it be dope to compete in the Olympics? I mean, hell yeah. Yeah, but yeah. it also but depends also, on like when that even happens. Like, it's not going to be next Olympics or 2020, right? So we wouldn't be that one. So it'd be the one after that. Like that's, that's a lot of time to see how everything plays out. You know what I mean? Like it's going to be a completely different game by the time that's even an option, you know? So like it, it might've already like smoothed out. Like we could figure maybe things out. I don't know. Like, I don't know enough on it. Honestly, this is, is a cool thing. Like I did competitive gymnastics as a kid. Mm -hmm. We all know the Olympics is the pinnacle of that sport. Yeah. Um, so I've always had this like reverence for the Olympics, but at the same, at the same point, like Sarah said, it, you've got so much time to figure out what kind of environment that even is. But then if it's going to be on a global stage, and there's there's definitely a little bit of a game you have to play there, do you want do you want parkour to be put in a good light or do you like do you want your highest level of athletes competing at that event or do you want everyone to be like, "Oh, this is not a thing that we're involved in and it's fake parkour." Yeah. So yeah. Like, that's it's kind of it's going to be a game if Yeah. We'll we'll see, I guess. I mean, it's definitely I think ultimately it's probably if they want it, if they want to get it in the Olympics, sorry, I, didn't, I forgot to come up on the mic. And it seems like they obviously are interested. You know, they're trying to to take ownership of it in a way and it's obviously pissing us all off and uh <laughs> but it's also it's not necessarily a bad thing. Like I can see, I can see a future where like it ultimately provides more opportunities for people that want to do it. Um, again, I think it's like important that everyone just ha- be, is able to do what they want. And like, I'd rather see again, like the, the private enterprises become like the, the thing to do because that's better for our, the community that we know and love. And if it becomes an Olympic oriented sport, then it very much changes the nature of, of what, you know, the culture is going to be, which, you know, I wouldn't, you know, want to have happen personally, but. But I mean, on that token too, like, I think it's easy to speak on, you know, like we don't want to be fake or like, you know, be with them, but like, it takes more than just complaining or like making a like post on Facebook. Like you need to be active. Yeah. Like something like that. Like don't just, you know, like it's easy to have an opinion, but like it's harder to put your, like 
words into actions and like do something about it you know like I'm like I don't know a whole bunch about it like honestly like I know like I'm not the most educated person to speak on it like I know like Lorena like has looked into a lot of that stuff and whatever but I think if you're gonna have an opinion or you like don't want it to turn into something different or like be in the Olympics like you need to put your money where your mouth is you know and do more than just have an opinion yeah people also have to be willing to have an unpopular opinion yeah um, which is definitely clearly unpopular um but there's there's the yeah fuck fake blah 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 but what are you doing what are you doing that's gonna help yeah like you it's great to complain and that's that's actually one of my biggest pet peeves in life is people love to complain people love to blame x y and z Mm -hmm. and i kind of have this whole mentality if you can't you're not allowed to complain about something you're you're gonna do do something about like if you're not willing to fix it you have no right to complain about it because I think there are a lot of people who, like, have opinions about it or don't really, you know, want Fig to take over. But, like, what are you doing to, like, make an alternative, you know? And then, like, I think a lot of those people are also the people, like, shaming athletes that are, like, taking opportunities. And, like, you know, it definitely affects all of us. And I think it's, like, it, you're a part of this community. But I think before you're pointing fingers, like, at someone, maybe, you know, look at your own actions and, like, what are you doing to make a difference then if you don't want it to be that way? And I think there's, like, a lot of person, like, I don't know. It's gotten, like, really personal, like, especially after Hiroshima. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I actually don't know too much about that event. Yeah, but uh, what, do you, what do you mean by personal? Like, I just, there's been a, I, like, I don't know a whole bunch about it, but, like. I did, I did see some people like, getting called out on the Instagram yeah, or like, whatever or like in the Jesse comments Pebble just being, like, or like what you the know, fuck like, you I'm doing? Like, unfollowing all these people. We were just, like. Okay, well, and I mean, like, everybody's, I guess, entitled to their own opinion, but, you know, like, I just, I don't know, I just, actually, I, uh, I don't think you are actually entitled. actually entitled to their opinion if you're not educated on said opinion. Like, you need to be educated, <laughs> and I think also, too, like. I think you're, I mean, entitled is a weird word for it, I guess, like. I think, yeah, I would agree with both in a way, but I, I think you're allowed to have a shitty opinion, but you shouldn't necessarily be uh respected for having it you know i just think too like i don't know i think sometimes it's easy to call people out over a screen or a computer and like these people are just trying whoever it is is just trying to like make good choices for their career and like you know and maybe even the community like i've never spoken to any of them about it but like you know like they have their own motivations and then you have like all these people freaking out you know, and, like, it's their community, too, but, like, they make it personal, and, like, you're a bad person for doing this, where you're, yep. like, you know, like, you can have your own opinions, but I think when you, like, start attacking people, like, I don't know. That's Ultimately, just, I'm not down with that. Yeah, I guess, I think like, you need to, all, like, sorry, I don't know, back up, like, back up what you're doing. Like, if you're going to call everybody out, like, you should be doing something, in my opinion. Like, what are you doing to create a better community or, like, you know, whatever, like, I agree. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I mean, that's, I don't know that I am, I would don't think I'm the kind of person that would call anyone out. Cause again, like I'm mostly just fascinated by it all and like wanting to see how it plays out. I, I want to see like, again, like I'd rather see it that way. But like, like you said, like, what am I going to be really doing about it? I'm going to be participating in those events as much as like I can and they'll let me. And I'm not going to be participating in Olympic stuff, but I'm not going to be against it. Cause personally, I don't, 
I don't like, I know that that's not really my mission. You know, I guess like I don't have the, so I'm not going to be shaming anyone on Instagram because I understand where they're coming from. If they're trying to get involved in any of those events, like you're saying, but, uh, you know, whatever I, I, I don't, I'm just trying to get the discussion going. This is my best attempt. Is like I'm just mostly interested in what people have to say about it. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely don't don't have any of the answers, and I am not as educated as as some people, or even necessarily as I should be, um, because frankly, I do not have time. Who has time? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that's that sounds like a cop out, but I work too much. I mean, there are a lot of people. Like I know Lorena's like laid out a lot of things, like. And, you know, and she's got an opinion, so it's, like, how objective, but, like, but even any information or, like, she's, like, willing to be, like, look, these are the things they've stated, this is what's going on, like, and I think even, like, I don't know, it's probably better to listen a little bit of those and, like, kind of know a little bit than, like, know nothing, I guess, but I don't think there's also a lot of, like, like, no one's really speaking out on the other end, as far as I know, like, about why they're doing it, and, like... Why they're doing, what, competing in with... Yeah, uh, like, competing in in these events or, like... What, how they feel about it I think Jesse well, or no no it wasn't Jesse um, Frank bro Frank bro Pasha yeah but uh, Jason Paul like Jason Paul like put out a video like right when that all was happening right about like you know why maybe they like certain team members were choosing to be involved in fig does anybody else remember that that was a while back but I'm pretty positive he did like kind of like there's like pros and cons to every situation but I would like to hear from maybe like some of these people like why you know they're making these choices and like how they feel like it'll benefit or not benefit the community yeah maybe we can get one of these people on the podcast one day and I'd like to hear that as well but Um, I think I don't know I don't know if you feel this way at all like in the community sometimes like even within competition like I feel like I have to hold the torch for women or whatever you want to call it where you're like like I would never have done skills if it like if I wasn't a woman and just was like you know like if you don't do this like other women won't compete and like whatever like you it's more than just like your feelings for you and I like I know I've struggled with like doing following my passions and just what's like good for me versus like what's good for this community and like trying to balance that and like I think these athletes probably are having like the same thing of like what's good for me and like my personal journey and like where I want to go with like parkour and then like also what's good for the community and like sometimes you have to choose yourself and like I don't think it's bad to be selfish but like it's hard when it like you know being a woman and like you know making other women or not making but like you know creating a better platform for more women to compete is like one thing versus like it shaping the community a little bit different I don't know like actions have different consequences but I can have sympathy for that like balance yeah I understand that for sure. Like you're making a sacrifice ultimately if you're choosing to 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 decline an opportunity that might benefit you because you think it'll be better for the future of parkour, and especially because that that could be a gamble, anyways. Well, also and, too, like, uh, what if it doesn't end up like? What if the Olympics ends up happening, and like you were the athlete that said no, and then you lose your like spot to ever compete in that, and that's where like parkour goes. Like I'm not saying like you know it's where we want it to, but. And you could have had like a very different position, like if you did go with it. I don't know. Like I think that's like all very complicated, hard things to kind of like think about. Yeah. Complicated. It's complicated. Our our Facebook status with Fig is it's complicated. <laughs> it's complicated right now, guys. Yeah. I mean, I understand. I, I definitely see what you guys are saying. The outrage, like it doesn't live in my heart. 
when people compete in those things. But um, but I mean, like, I understand like, like, like I understand all sides of it. Like I can't. Yeah, like, it doesn't. I look really fun. don't even. Like I understand why people would want to call someone out too, though. I'm like, all right, well, if they feel that strongly about it, if they really feel like this is bad for the community, then. I, 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 I agree with you, though, that it's like, all right, well, if you're not going to be doing anything, then what are you doing? But how are you helping? You're just making that person feel bad. I mean, but I like, you're not necessarily doing that. You're like you're just testing them. Like, do you have a good reason for competing in this competition? Because if you don't, like, I kind of think it's a bad thing. Ultimately, it's all like free speech. And I think it's just important just to be discussing it and communicating. And uh, I don't want to see people just be picking sides and all of a sudden like become like a really polarized community where people are either like on one side or the other. I think that's like the worst case scenario where all of a sudden now we're all fighting with each other instead of like at least trying to understand everyone's position like we're trying to do now. I think seeking understanding versus seeking an opinion. Like, you know, like if you're coming to the table wanting to understand someone else's point of view or like why they feel a certain way versus like, I want to change your mind and like make you have my opinion. Like, and I think there's also a difference between like having a conversation and being like, I'm not down with these things and I'm not down with these choices and like still having respect for another person versus just like attacking someone, you know, like I think there's good ways to come at things, you know, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I mean, I don't really know what to say on that. It's just like, I like how Tom and Rez like, or more Rez, I've seen more posts on him, like where he's like talking about fake he's not talking about these like typically from what i've seen like these individual athletes he's not calling anybody out or shaming anybody but he's like i don't believe in these choices these are my opinions and here's why i believe that and i think that's like that's definitely a better healthier approach approach for sure yeah i like calling individuals out is not on the individual level like it's a cultural thing that you want to see happening so i'm very excited for the parkour community to continue to grow up yeah is basically like grow grow from this kind of teenager anger of, <laughs> i'm just gonna yell and be be angry about these things into actually taking actions and actually moving to to an understanding of of concepts and coming at these conversations like adults with without the emotion without the but just coming forward with like hey these are facts these are the way things are happening and I think we all want like what's best for the community. We all want what's best for parkour. We all want the problem. The problem with that statement, though, and it's, and it's we just all have different ideas. That's somebody's opinion. As well. Yeah, yeah. You th- like what makes you think you're my mind? I really know what's best for parkour, guys. You do. <laughs> I actually know. You guys don't know. You heard it here for first, folks. <laughs> <laughs> guys, I know. Brandon Everyone, Douglas. listen to me. Follow the leader, <laughs> and we'll figure it all out. I don't know. That's pretty much all I got on. Yeah. Well, uh, that's exhausting to talk about. Let's move on. <laughs> um, if you guys have questions, comments, like obviously I think we need more people in the conversation, you know, at this point, because like, obviously we're kind of just like stuck. We're like, uh, buy an SPL membership. If you, if you're on that side of the fence, you want to support the local and more grassroots side of competition, which I think is a good thing regardless of how you feel about it. I think it's a good thing. It's enjoyable comp to like watch and compete in. Yeah. yeah I mean, I obviously wouldn't, wouldn't be spending my time trying to compete in it if I didn't think it was important. So yeah. yeah. And something I enjoy doing. And they put a lot of time and effort in. Like that was one thing I like learned from talking with Rez and Tom, like last year was just like how much thought that they put in. Like even when designing a course, they, they individually like, 
they'll look at who's going to be competing, who's qualified, and then they build a course like around that. Oh yeah, which is like, and that's not that they don't. That's what's so know. like that's what's that's what we're up against, and I think that's why it's such a hurdle. And like we'll like to see how it plays out, but just knowing like a little bit of the ins and outs and the back end of competition and the front side of it, um, just with IOC, just having so much more funding behind them it's like they can they can do all this stuff where we're literally having to do it in our spare time because there's really no investment yeah. in in parkour competition as of you know other than like red bull again and then red bull is going to maybe come out and uh and help spread out the the energy or whatever and, and boost the energy hopefully yeah, we'll see. and the people have their problems with red bull too you know oh, yeah, obviously <laughs> but uh you know we all fucking gonna have to live over get over it and get live yeah, together <laughs> that hard hard concrete it's not so bad oh, here i've heard it's like the hardest concrete in the world like it's like the worst yeah. <laughs> no, the hardest no, concrete the, in the come world on, seriously it's pretty much the same hardness isn't it concrete's pretty much always hard i feel like yeah no i've actually i've heard that from a lot of it's like old school concrete like the worst platform to actually compete on. I've heard it from Nate. I've heard it from Alfred. I've heard it like all across the boards. People are not Weird. jazzed. I think Erica said it was like super. It feels it's different. Also bright as fuck. Yeah, but, that reflective white. Yeah, that's true. Um, not the so best. I mean, me wanting to compete in Red Bull was definitely just a personal like milestone. That you want to go on that boat? I really just want to. <laughs> no, I, that was definitely a like. I definitely thought it was a good. A good challenge for me, so I'm not about that. But I mean, Red Bull—that's one of the things that Red Bull does really well—is they do like a cool event, even though like I guess it sucks to compete at. Like they will probably work with the athletes more and more, or they're gonna have to. Ultimately, like we do hold the power as the athletes, and that's like what I think people like want, and it should all be recognizing is is if we can band together and and insist upon things, like we will get them, because they ultimately need the talent to draw any kind of audience they need the talent to draw any kind of advertising and money and like what the what they're they're all businesses they have to put on an event that makes money ultimately or gives them some kind of value if they're going to be putting it on like otherwise it doesn't make sense and so what they want is to see the best athletes in their each all these all these comp like the olympics red bull and obviously spl and and the international all these other events like we want to have the best athletes in the world at our events so the best athletes in the world and the people the that are training the hardest and like doing the most for the sport, pushing it and innovating the most are going to be the people with the power to kind of choose which formats they like and where it goes. And I think if we don't forget that, then, then, you know, maybe we need to form a little union. <laughs> PAFTA, the parkour <laughs> and free running association. Well, what's the <laughs> thing that Caitlin Pontrello and like, Amos and Ryan and a couple other people. What is that thing called? I don't know. That's like a... You know what it's called, at least. I do, but I do not want to go down this rabbit hole in this... this I don't Ooh. know. I'm not educated. Ooh. I don't know. I'm not either. But isn't it's it like a united parkour, force of parkour? parkour with the, it's the United States. Versus parkour US or whatever that thing. and People are trying to get it together. Quite frankly, nobody's moving fast enough for any of this to be useful. Mm. Um, mm. WFPF and IFP and all of that to combat USA parkour and then parkour US. You've got parkour earth. Like nobody's 
There's too many names. That's what that, I guess that's like kind of what I'm trying to bring it all back to is like no matter what happens with these organizations, like it won't matter if we can stand strong together and be like, we're the athletes, like do what the fuck we want you to do. Pay me or make the comp- competition like this or make it, you know, let them do, let them figure it out in, in a way. But, you know, obviously it's, that's not how the world works. Like you might get fucked over if you're not participating, but it's, it's important to also understand that ultimately we do hold the power as, as just lovers of the sport, practitioners of the sport. We can direct like where it goes and we will. I don't, I don't, I don't like that for a second that we'll like overcome like whatever organization ends up doing each competition. Like we can insist on it. We can insist on making it like what we want it to be instead of what they want it to be. Go team. Woo. Woo. <laughs> <laughs> Woo. Um, I think that's pretty much, I mean, we've been, we've been going for a solid hour here. That's a full, that's a full podcast. Do you guys have anything like you want to say? We could wrap things up or we could dive deeper into the well. <laughs> I don't know why you're pointing at me. <laughs> don't make eye contact with me. I'm not first. I don't want to wrap anything up. What's the matter? I don't like it. Why can't I look I can't apparently look at Sarah in the eye without her just like. Just makes me nervous. Why? I don't know. Because you're like, okay, what are you going to say next? And I'm like, oh shit, what am I going to say next? So it's like, don't say something. I'm just asking you a question. Do you have anything do you want to add? Like, no, do you... I don't know. Okay, well, it's a simple I... enough answer. Look at Christine. I'm a terrible <laughs> podcast host. I make a guest uncomfortable. And uh... I don't know. I'm super stoked for just like the future and keep training and. That's pretty much where I, I live my life. All I'm thinking about is, bo- so in Boston or whatever, like at the end of um, that qualifier, like the girls, they like interview at, you at the end. And they were like, everybody should say something like like community women positive or whatever. And I was like, yeah, 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 all right. <laughs> and then I'm like ADDing all over the place. And then it comes to my turn. And I'm the worst with interview skills. Like cameras, just like my brain shuts off. So then it was like, they, Rez was asking some questions and like, you know, like, how do you like meeting, blah, 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 blah. And then he goes, anything else you want to say? And I was like, oh, shit, something women positive. And I was like, OK, I got this. And I was like, what did I say? It was like, women can do anything. <laughs> and I'm excited to see what women do in parkour. And it was like, fuck wow. me. It was like, oh, that was terrible. So much authenticity not, not the way prepared. you deliver that, too. That message is it so seriously was real, so I can tell. It was like that, too. It's like, damn it. Because everybody else had their like little thing where they were like, you know, yeah, like... <clears throat> come out compete do that stuff and i just didn't think well, about it well i think it. like ultimately then <laughs> like people you should you should feel encouraged to be you like if you don't ultimately like, care or like want to share that message i, I understand mean, like I, why you think you want to it's important and like someone's telling you that and you're like all right well okay maybe i should do that but i think it's good to like make it feel comfortable for women i think like that's the biggest thing in the women's community that's like hard do you think that it like what's been it what kind of like, things like, would you have liked to see? And I think this is actually a good thing that we should cover before we wrap up is like what for women's parkour, like in the women's divisions, the women's community in general, like what, do, what would you like to see or what would you have appreciated when you were entering the community and be becoming a part of it? What would have been helpful for I you? I think it's really weird for me because like before parkour happened in my life, I would just like walk into a room and be like, yeah, there's a lot of people. And like, it wasn't until I like got involved with parkour that everybody was like, you're a woman. You're like, I am a woman. Like, 
you know, like, and they brought so much attention to it that like, where you start to walk into a space and you're like, yeah, there is a lot of men here, but like, I never would have thought about things like that way. And I never felt uncomfortable for the most part, other than like awkward backflip guy that tries to spot you and you're just like, go away. But I think you need a spot. You'll be like mid, <laughs> mid backflip and they're like, here, let me put my hand there. You're like, don't touch me. What Hold are you on, doing? I have a special technique. <laughs> let me just. Uh, so I feel like it's, I, I, I mean, I guess it's kind of probably another one of those unpopular opinions, but it's the same as like anybody else coming into the sport. Like a woman coming into the sport, fine. Anybody else coming into the sport, don't ever tell people something's hard. Like that's kind yeah. of the thing. If you're like, oh, this is so hard, blah, blah, blah. Well, that's going to make them think they can't do it. Mm. Like this, our sport is super accessible. Yeah. Like I've always said, anyone can do parkour, but parkour is not for everyone. Yeah. Like, that's, you are capable of doing something. You are, you're capable of being a part of whatever the hell you want to be part of. Mm. It's also like a mindset. Like if you come in being like, oh, everybody's going to judge me or like whatever, like you're not going to have good relations that way. Like if you come in like just being confident in who you are and like in doing something you enjoy or like trying out something new, like you have like an openness to like find people who feel the same way. But if you're coming in with all these like weird stressors, like I've never made great relationships in my life when I'm like super stressed out about like, you know, whatever, like just like the more you're yourself and the more you just focus on yeah. you and the things you control. Time, like, you're seeing how do we get more people or how do you get more women to do parkour or how do we get more women into tricking? Like, I don't um, know. You can't. That's not your, that's not something you can do. You can, how do we get people to like this? You can't make yeah. somebody like something. Is um, it? But you, what you can do is you can make, make it accessible. So yeah. classes, free classes, jams, community events, anything like that to make, make parkour accessible to, to people will bring in more people. People are like, oh, there aren't that many women. Well, actually, if you think there about is. how many people come to, so someone, someone's got an intro class. Mm -hmm. How many people come to that intro class? Okay. There's two women in, out of 10. Cool. But if one of those women stays and only one guy stays, you actually did better. Like yeah. you actually had more retention of women. It just doesn't look like it. Yeah. If those two women don't stay, okay, fine. But that's still two people that don't, didn't like, they still tried it. Um, it's just, there's such a lower percentage of women that it's more like Noticeable. more prevalent when they don't stay. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh, there aren't enough women in parkour. Okay, well, think about it. There's probably 1% <laughs> of women, like... I don't know. And, like, when I went so to the... Much lower group of people that have even ever attempted it in the first place. When I went to the women's gathering, like... There's like, like a... There's a lot of women. Like, I don't <laughs> know where this idea of, like, there's no women ever, like... I've never really gone to a community and just been like, I'm the only it's girl like here. Women in STEM. It's kind of like women in insert any other like typically male dominated sport. Women in skateboarding. Women yeah. In, yeah. Like it's just fighting. Again, I fighting love fighting. Here. Please bring it back to fighting, always, guys. For me, for me, please just always bring it back to MMA and so UFC. That's, that's basically it. Like, make it accessible. Make it welcoming. Yeah. Also. I think it's guys, just guys. Please actually do talk to girls. I know I I keep hearing that guys are not talking to girls at jams because they don't want to all of a sudden become the next. We don't want to be hashtag me too. Yeah, like <laughs> talking's not gonna do that. It's please gonna do that. It's gonna to do that. I can't even look at you in the eye. Right now. <laughs> okay, you know what? That's just because. Never mind. Just feel like a lot of I'm pressure. I'm looking straight this way. <laughs> I'm gonna close my eyes actually. <laughs> 
but yeah, and it's just too much pressure. I mean, there's actually like a part of me that apologizes for like wants to apologize for this this thought that every girl thinks they're being hit on at every jam. Like that's just. I don't know. That doesn't happen. Just have appropriate behavior. Just Just don't be a freak. Like if you're coming up and touching people and you're standing way too close and you're breathing on me, like you're fucking weird. Like, (laughs) but like if you're just being normal and talking to someone, like you're gonna be fine. You know? Yeah. It's there's my. I haven't had a terrible time. Like I know some people have, but I haven't really seen like women. We also in Colorado are kind of in a a weird bubble. a lot of ways because we've had we're an older community we've got a lot more people and quite frankly stuff gets said at jams that i don't even hear mm. and someone is coming to like my defense about it or it's like oh well, someone says run like a girl oh like stop stop being a pussy mm. like i'm like i don't care i don't even hear that that doesn't actually doesn't like register yeah. to me as an insult to my gender it just is like oh you should stop like I think yeah, we can calm down a little bit. Like you were saying, like come to the come into the community with confidence and just be yourself and like whatever. The confidence also needs to be like in the community to just be like we're just like what we are. We don't have to try so hard to like. Oh, is everything okay? Are you like <laughs> you're a girl? Like tell us what to do. It's like, like all right, well, okay. literally just like have a mini society of people. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I think sometimes we are a little bit overly concerned with it. And um, you can I like tell when people saying, are freaking like, out, though, and they're like, okay, don't be weird. You're like, just calm down. It's okay. Yeah. Yeah, but unfortunately, like, people that do parkour are kind of weird. Like, that's kind of. Yeah, viral. but there's a difference between like social anxiety well, and then they're like, you're too, right? a girl. How am I supposed to behave with you? I think that's what's interesting. Like, the, the progression of a sport as it goes, like, over this timeline of its whatever from inception or just or genesis the origin of the sport as you know eventually maybe it'll die off it just won't exist anymore does anyone still joust pretty much no you know there's a few jousters there's a few tribute jousters yeah i was gonna say i yeah you guys joust i'm sorry no, I, thought, I actually no, I guess had I a teacher a college professor who did that in like really? historic like not okay well i'm really mad when you called it larping but it's larping jousting. i'm saying jousting has died down since medieval times that's all i'm saying how do you and know have you done some polls i haven't done the polls i'm going some on research? instinct for this one hefe Cafe, can, uh, we, can, we need someone to look this up. Can you look up just Google Google trends on jousting? <laughs> just see what the joust the joust uh, joust trajectory is like. Let's bring back jousting. Let's bring back hashtag bring back jousting. I want to do some parkour jousting. Maybe that's how we do style battle. Everyone gets a big stick. Just knocks each other down. Oh, and pole vault. Like you could use the stick to like clear gaps. Be kind of cool. But what I was saying is just the. The arc of it, like you're saying, like, oh, there's a lot of weirdo, like, we're all kind of, like, goofy because we're all, this is where the sport's at. Like, we're to, it's, I see it as kind of, like, it's a fringe sport still. It's very much, like, on the outskirts of mainstream culture. And then as it gets more accepted and you get into things like the Olympics, <laughs> it changes the culture. And that's not necessarily a bad thing, but that's just, like, the trajectory of sport. It gets, it starts as, like, this niche thing and, like, people are very artistic. And I think that's why people are so adamant about protecting that because they want to see it stay in that stage but i also just recognize that there's a evolution that happens with things and it's well, it's going in a different space and it's cool it's cool to, just like you're saying we're watching it grow up yeah, it's like do you I'm super excited. it's cool to see it grow up like ooh, wonder where we are now <laughs> we're like 18 we just got our right to vote 
exactly. and kill people. Sorry, you guys or need to see guns. this. What are we doing? This here? is the weird jousting video. It's like head nodding cowboys that are like in armor. So basically, it looks like the History Channel has <laughs> a new show called Full Metal Jousting. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, I take it all and you back. Jousting was Apparently, dead. Jousting <laughs> is back <laughs> in <laughs> full force. The fucking vengeance. Uh, I did see some blood. Someone pulled off their, their little extreme sport. It says extreme sport <laughs> is back. It's back and better than ever. The bloodlust is oh back. Oh my dude. god, that horse is. You know what? I think like there's a return <laughs> to bloodlust in in society. There's a return for bloodlust because there's there's other sports to trying to capitalize. The karate. There's a karate league that's coming out. It's like karate.com where they're having. It's like they want to compete with the UFC and there's other mixed martial arts. And now we get jousting. People are out for blood, and I think people are just kind of accepting that. So Jousting's going to make a huge comeback. I think I'm going to start riding. Have you uh, have you seen the the medieval battling that that happens, where these guys dress up in in all armor, larping? No, it's like larping, but on steroids. They beat the shit out of each other. <laughs> they have metal metal weapons and uh, Jack did this from and Apex. Really? And and like people break bones. It's fucked up. Like they have one on ones, they have three v threes, they have five v fives, twelve v twelves, and they do they do this, dude. They do this. That King Arthur style. That's that twelve v twelve. It's legit. That's a full round table. The rules are basically, if you go down, then you're out, and no one can hit you. But sometimes people get pushed up against a fence and, and just they get washed. And they try to make their teammates get there, and they, you just tell they're so concussed. It's crazy. Oh my god. So bloodlust sports are definitely back in. What are you I watching on the internet? That. Dude, I watch that shit on the internet for sure. I found that on I can't wait for uh, jousting to be in front of my eyes. It better be good. I'll tell you what, I want to see I want to see someone get straight to the throat. Just it goes underneath the neck armor. I wonder if there's like jousting politics. Oh, they're, they they're probably, probably have other yeah, community issues. Yeah, there's like some big, like, some big of the jousting yeah. world. They're like, I can't believe they're going to joust with wooden jousting tools. Everyone knows, or no, aluminum. They're supposed to be wood. This is bullshit. This isn't History real jousting. History Channel's taking over, corrupting History our channel. sport. <laughs> what the heck? <laughs> Dude, that <laughs> shit's like, gonna oh be so God. heavy. They're probably they're actually like really ring. strong. I don't know what is that. They're like in a. They're in a, like a horse arena. They actually they do this outdoors too. At, at oh my! Events, but they beat the shit out of each other. What's that thing like? The Renaissance Fair? Yes, Renaissance Fair. I'm so happy you thought of that. Good job. We have. See, what the hell are these people doing now? You know, this is I what mean, happens that's when what they you say about us. So I guess you don't have yeah. anything else going on. <laughs> I feel like. I don't know. Jumping you on pick stuff your spots, versus man. like dressing you pick your up. Spots. I don't know. It's legit. Like the, I met someone when I was in Connecticut. Is it though? No, it's legit. Is I he a pro? Does he go pro? That stuff's probably really sure hard. That's all he does. He just like trains for, for medieval fighting. Medieval There's no way he, he... That guy has a day job. 100%. Oh, yeah. That's what I'm right saying now. now. Oh, dude. But in <laughs> I'm just saying... Years. If it why, doesn't... Why shitting on the day job? I'm not saying... <laughs> I'm not shitting Your on the day job. Is Your day job is amazing. <laughs> and like, I think it's actually really amazing that you get to do... Two amazing things with, with your adult. life, That's but true. ultimately, what I want to see, um, parkour. Mom. I think it would be better for for athletes. It'd be better for parkour, not necessarily better for you. Like obviously, you can handle it, but it'd be better for parkour athletes if they didn't have to maintain, if they didn't have to hold down a forty hour a week or sixty hour a week job. It sounds like sometimes for you, or even more. Or, you know, 
and compete, you know? Yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely not ideal. It's not the best look for the sport. Obviously, that's just the nature of, of things sometimes. People and, and parkour, even, even again, my beloved UFC heavyweight champion is a firefighter in his free time. And like they also, they have like commentary gigs. Everyone's kind of like spread out. There's not enough yeah, right now, competition there's, there's to like money. take up all your time. There's not enough money in it. So, but it's, it's cool to see it like starting to get shit. that way where yeah. like gyms are picking up kids and teams out there that are sponsoring sponsoring athletes yeah i know it's it's really good to see it grow just i'm just get better i'm shitting evolves. on jousting because i'm just like dude these guys are getting whacked in the heads with dude, steel this swords savage, though. for what what are they winning with what, what it's just you male know? ego if this guy male has kids ego, male dominance yeah, he's got he's got <laughs> I dominated you because i got dominated at work he's coming home with a concussion <laughs> Screaming like in ten years at the wall because society no def- that like can't function. And you're like, I need to do this to be a good person. I need to get my like zoomies out. I'm just saying, if if you're gonna do damage to your body like that, you might have by accident. Like, bro, he's got a family to feed. They get that gift certificate to Applebee's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's Cracker the grand Barrel. prize. I don't know. I mean, like each to their own, I guess. I think yeah. also if you like history, and then you're like. I don't know, athletic. I don't know. Yeah, I no, see you, how you can lead means, into there. Do what you want to do. Go joust your ass off for for Applebee's and Chili's and and uh, <laughs> Cracker Barrel, Cracker Barrel certificates. But uh, it wouldn't be the life I would choose for me or my own parkour athletes. Probably. Hey, they have to, right? They probably can sell mad armor and shit. Sell sell swords. There's sword companies out there. Oh the my armor. god. Yeah, I'm sponsored by. Ooh, and Under Armour could sponsor them. Ooh. Get the Under Armour. That's Under a perfect your, sponsorship. Under. Yeah. A company called Over Armour. Over oh. Armour. Ooh. <laughs> Damn, son. We're clearly having too much fun. All right, I'm going to make the first uh, Joust Parkour hybrid company. And uh, I'll see you guys on my stack of gold coins in a few years. Oh, boy. <laughs> All right, thank you, lady champions, for joining us. Oh, God. <laughs> You're both <laughs> champions. Yeah. Both returning champions. champions. Are we going to see the two-peat? Man, I hope so. Two-peat? Two-peat. That's a repeat. <laughs> oh. It's an unnecessary word because really you shouldn't say it the number It should go smoother this year. I'm not going to be sick. I'm not going to be stressed. I'm going to run my little ass off. It's going to be great. <laughs> I'm going to compete healthy. That's my goal for this year. You're, you're like, yeah, no my shoulder stuff. works. And like the one time your shoulders, you're like, my shoulder feels good. You're like, my ears are going to fall off now. And you're like, my foot's going to fall off. You're like, God damn it. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely goal for this year is to compete fully not breaking anything. <laughs> I, uh, I, hope, I hope all that happens. My goal for you, Brandon, though, is to pronounce my name correctly on the live stream this year. Oh, Dietrich, you've been Dietrich, Dietrich. on the live streams at the events? <laughs> that's uh, that's one guilty. goal for me as well. I feel really bad about it. And uh, You just should have gone up to Christine and been like, okay, let's practice this one time. Dietrich. Dietrich? Hey. Jason Paul killed Who it. has he time? Video. Oh, he did? He, you like, know her. How long have you known Christine? But he, he got the German right. It's not like some. Dietrich. How does he? How, what? Tell me. Give me the German pronunciation. That's how I want to do it. Christina Dietrich. Christina Dietrich. Is that all right? Uh, it's like they, moderate. The K at the end of Dietrich and H. Dietrich. Dietrich. There you go. That's closer. Christina Dietrich. German is not the sexiest language. No, but it does. Just sound sounds like someone's gonna spit on you. <laughs> <laughs> Christina Dietrich. There she goes. I can do an Arnold better than I can. I'll do all of your commentary in my best Arnold report in profession. You have any requests? You won't. Yeah, Sarah. <laughs> How are you saying my last name before? 
Kuwait. Kuwait. Sehr Kuwait. And I'll do Norwegian for you. Yeah, just look at goals. Oh, looks, oh, looks very good. She's looking very sweet, very waiting. If it does, if it's not like that, I'm going to be thoroughly disappointed. <laughs> All right, I got some homework to do. Um, seriously, thank you guys so much for joining. Thank you so much. And being our our champs for this podcast. And you guys will be able to find all their information in our description. You can find them. We are out on this beautiful Saturday. Peace. Woo.